Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In, your favourite fortnightly fan fest. I'm Jamie, your party host. Grab your Grab your bourbon, your beer or your brew, half sugar and oat milk, just the way you like it, and strap in for us to talk about all sorts of stuff. I've seen the notes. This this could go anywhere. <laughs> Fuck me. I, I, I... <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> however, I am joined by, as always, by the incredible, by the invincible, by the infamous, by our futurist, by our Tony Stark, by our serial tester. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. If you would like us to shift over to serial reviews, I am very happy to do so. You may want to dial the volume dial down a little bit. And this is breakfast cereal. It isn't, you know, an ongoing thing. You know, it's... <laughs> oh, my God. The Cereal Cereal. New podcast coming soon. <laughs> cereal Cereal. Um, and we are also joined by Mr. Fantastic himself, our flexible friend, the pyjama prince of the paws, we were promised. <laughs> How you doing, V? Sup, homies? Bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that is a shout out to our listeners from Hemel Hempstead, to Dublin, to Oregon, to the Mandem. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, thank you for rating, review, subscribing, and sharing, uh, and get involved in the conversation at Geeking and Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, uh, tell us everything that's going on. Uh, tell us your favorite cereal and, and, um, various other things and whilst at whilst at geeking in pod you can check in <laughs> what's going on it's are you all right cereal. it's testing cereals again it's just falling apart it's amazing let's go sorry <laughs> whilst you're at geeking pod check out our bio it's got our link tree link everywhere we are including teesprings where we sell our mugs our t-shirts and our masks and the t-shirts wear really well. I'm wearing mine as we speak. Um, they are they are great quality. You can you know wash them and keep them forever. Uh, and when you feel like it, you can just slip back into your old costume. And speaking of slipping back into an old costume, Daredevil seems to have been picked up by Disney Plus. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, apart from uh, the fact it's a t-shirt as a costume, I'm not sure I like that. But anyway. Well, his first um, costume was basically a t-shirt and a vest. It's fine. It, this That's is true. true. And a bandana. So Variety has reported that Matt Corman and Chris Ord have been tapped up to write and executive produce um, the MCU Daredevil Disney Plus series. Um, we, we know, we assume... Um, that Charlie Cox is returning once again after the No Way Home. Um, we assume also that um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk will return. Um, and there's even rumours that we will see, a, see Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock again in She-Hulk. Uh, Makes sense. Lawyer yeah. Link. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, 
not a huge amount is known yet. Um, one of the big conversations is whether this will be a continuation on from the Netflix series, which is now available on Disney Plus, mm. or whether it will be a, a, a reboot, um, a multiverse, if you will, um, where we get to meet 616's Daredevil compared to, you know, the, the Netflix one, which was in a different universe, maybe. Um, calls into question whether we're going to see a little bit more of a uh, comic-like um, adaptation of The Souped, um, and uh, whether we start building the universe again or whether we just hang on from what we saw on Netflix. So, um, T, we'll start with you. Um, how are you feeling about Daredevil returning? And would you prefer this to be a reboot so it fits snugly into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, and doesn't bring the baggage of Iron Fist, um, <laughs> or or um, do you want to continue the the story? Um, so I'm happy to get more Daredevil because Daredevil is fucking amazing. It's a tough one uh, with the reboots or resets. Um, I think. I think they should just be a bit comfortable playing a little bit fast and loose with the canon. I know it's going to like drive the fandom insane, um, but I, I'm, I, it's so recent that the show has happened. Even if we say, "Hey, we're doing this again from scratch," you know, we know that it's within audiences' minds. So you're doing it to an audience who, for the most part, will have seen the old show anyway. Um, oh, I say that I've been getting weird like YouTube recommendation things of. Hey, you know, did you know in the old Iron Man film, I feel like Iron Man came out two weeks ago. It's fucking, you know, so, so maybe, maybe audience has uh, moved on. But anyway, I, I think it should be, hey, those bits, there are certain bits that we're taking, there are certain bits we're not. Don't worry about which bits uh, we have. We'll kind of figure that out as we tell the story. Just tell me the best story you can tell me. Uh, and um, a forced reboot feels like we'll have to tread a lot of old ground, uh, and that feels boring. Uh, and given sort of the the best part of the show, you set up this great relationship between Matt and, and, and Fisk. I think, and I want to keep the kind of ethos of so, so a mixture of both, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, so the, the the original one obviously did the Netflix series obviously did sort of dovetail. We never saw any of the heroes, but that you know they're, they're obviously in the world. There's conversations about the instant in New York. Mm -hmm. um so it kind of does kind of dovetail into you know the avengers and, and various other things um it does give us a chance to recast some of the characters though so the likes of foggy the likes of you know uh karen etc um we could we could see recast if if they decide to go that way so b what's your preference keep it running or start again i say absolutely keep it running um, you know, it, it it was a great show. I don't want to lose that momentum as such, although it's been a bit of a break. Um, you know, I think it was an excellent story. It's it's definitely the best non-Marvel, Marvel show there was. Um, yeah, keep it running. You know, just add to it. Uh, I thought the characters' castings were, were, were great. 
I don't think they need to be changed if they're all on board. Um, roll with it. Just lay some new stories down. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's something weird about the Netflix deal if you are going to to kind of pick it up and bring it all back into canon. But I suppose they, they've already got the deal that all of the series on Disney Plus. Yeah, so they must yeah. have shows back, haven't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, be just listen to you sort of say that. Yeah, I, I'm. Hmm, I like. I think you're right. I think you know, bring it across. But I'm also comfortable with, you know, subtle. I guess subtle reboots. So, oh, this part of the story was really shit. So let's just pretend it was all happened apart from Iron Fist. I'm quite cool <laughs> with that. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I did, I did not enjoy is Iron Fist. Uh, n- no. Um, Fisk, I thought Fisk in the Netflix. You're pronouncing Marvel. Fist wrong. <laughs> How did I pronounce it? With a K instead of a T. <laughs> okay. Um, OT. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I I think, you know, how he was portrayed, portrayed in Hawkeye. Was, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Was was not yeah. distant. Feel right. You know, he he had such a presence in the Netflix show. Um, he was literally larger than life, um, and that to me is is kingpin. Um, not some dude wearing, <clears throat> you know, a surf shirt, a wine surf shirt. You know. Yeah. Um... I, I think that's that's absolutely fair, and and you know this is the thing. I think there's so much good stuff they did that you just don't want them to kind of completely leave alone now. Um, uh, and and you know, like for instance, you know the the relationship between Matt and Foggy, I thought was really really good. Mm. Um, I thought um, um, the casting of the Punisher was 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 great as well. So you know, hopefully that opens that up. Um, so, you know, it is, it's interesting. I mean, there, there, there's elements like, you know, the fact that, um, if it all becomes canon, then Mahershala Ali as Cottonmouth looks very, very similar to what Blade looks like now, which is a bit strange. Um, uh, but you know, that's, that's not the biggest difficulty in the world. Um, but you know the, the idea of, of Charlie Cox and, and, and more Devil Daredevil has got to be a a positive thing, I think. Absolutely, it, it's just it's a continuity that's run on for a long time, and I think you, we have to kind of now get comfortable with subtle resets and reboots and recasts and things like that. You know, Star Trek's been going on forever, Star Wars has been going on forever, and those things are played with just oh yeah, we'll have to rewrite as we go because it's just such a long story mcu feels very fresh to us and you know it, it came out in real time that's the other funny thing with it and we've never really had had that with anything else um so it's it's been a real-time show that's kind of aged with us uh but now at this length you know and it's very easy i mean i haven't, I haven't seen multiverse but yeah I, I assume it's very easy to, to kind of hand, hand wave some of those things away um uh, without kind of building in spoilers, they have kind of set the rules incredibly 
loosely. So if they want the same person to play, they can. If they want someone different to play, they can. Because multiverse is what you're going to do. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a bit yeah. strange. Um, however, one one bit of, of recasting that we still haven't uh, heard about yet, although it is due out at the end of the year, is who will be the new Black Panther. Um, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is due out at the end of the year, as I said. Um, lots of rumours about who takes up the, the, the titular mantle um, in the sequel. Um, however, the, the, the new stories um, are about the speculation that the antagonist of the film is going to be Namor, mm-hmm. um, uh, likely to be cast uh, by, uh, or likely to be played by uh, Tenok Kawata. Um, and it's suggested that through a, a blurry promotional image and the um, rap party, uh, the rap gift that um, cast were given, um, it seems to suggest that the uh, Namor origin is go or the yes, the Namor origin, the, the Atlantean origin, is going to get a little bit of a uh, redo, um, being based around um, Mayan culture and uh, the Ooh, Aztec jaguar god, uh, Tepeyolotl. Um, so it's suggested that this is all going to be, um, uh, yeah, based on, 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 on that kind of culture and them kind of um, uh, uh, hiding in, uh, in, into civilization and, and then kind of coming back out as... Um, uh, the modern Atlantis. Uh, the Blood Image seems to uh, just a very, very uh, comic um, like uh, outfit. <laughs> the, the underpants. Green Speedos, basically. Um, Budget Spongebob. So it's, it's <laughs> so yes, it's looking very kind of um, uh, familiar. Um, but yeah, so Wakanda Forever with Namor. How are we feeling about Wakanda Forever and Namor? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. it. You know, Black Panther was such an iconic movie uh, in so many different ways. Um, obviously, sad loss of Mr. Bosman. Um, and you know it'll be interesting to see how Marvel address that, um, and I think that that will have such a big impact on how Wakanda Forever is received. Um, obviously, they've said that they're not going to recast, so just look to see who is the new Black Panther. Uh, and there's a couple of rumours. Um, uh linked to uh who that could be um in regards to whether you uh uh you know so Mbaku is one of the ones who who mm. is rumored to pick up the mantle as is Shuri. Um I obviously am still hoping for Killmonger's revenge. Um <laughs> uh but uh we shall see uh throughout. 
Um, so, you know, I, I didn't really buy into the Mbaku one earlier when we spoke, spoke about it, I don't know, a year ago or something. Um, but, um, yeah, listening to his take on Batman recently, I'm yeah. thinking, God, I could, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. You know, I could, with Winston Duke's voice, I mean, it's just a voice, right? But it's just, I can see him playing anything now, forever. <laughs> just like, give him all the roles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's he's he is incredible, and and um... it, it's a hell of an arc too because you know the character has been king of his kingdom, right? The you know so he's been a ruler already. So the whole thing about knowing how to rule and knowing how to rule a people that's there, um, and then it's now this was a culture that shunned us or we shunned, and we you know now I'm going to be the the leader of this particular culture. That's going to be an interesting. I don't know. It's there's there's a really interesting story and and you can see I, I know <clears throat> Baku was played a little bit for laughs uh, uh, in in Black Panther as well so that there's that kind of sense of humor with him I just yeah he, there's a really interesting arc that the character could go through um, which would just be great to follow and, and yeah, I mean respect I think the legacy of this was you know he was the leader of the outsiders of the outsiders mm. so you know Wakanda was hidden from the world and removed and then. You know the, the 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 ape tribe was hidden even further, weren't they? They were they yeah. they shunned the technology and and the new ways. So the that kind of you know having to deal with you know that that kind of conflict with Shuri, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just that you're wearing my brother's outfit, but you know, you you everything I believe in you you don't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting one. I think it'd be an interesting, um, uh, yeah, thing to play between the two. Um, and and so, T, we've got possibly Namor. Now, in mm-hmm. the comics, he has a very special place in comic in, in Marvel history as the very first mutant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that gets referenced? Do you think this begins? Yeah, because um, they kind of, well, there's two ways of doing this, right? Bringing in the mutants. You either start, you have a thing and you have the, and again, this is me not having seen multiverse, but you know, um, you have the birth of the mutant gene and you get to see it kind of grow and all that kind of stuff, or you just sort of normalize it in. You know, mutants have been a thing. It's just we've not really been following their stories all this time. Um, and Namor's a good way of doing that, isn't it? Um, I mean, it, Namor wasn't named as the first mutant from the beginning, was he? I mean, the first time I read it, I think, was House of M. Uh, I think he was, because, you know, he's a, he, he's mutated from whatever. Um, right. I think it was then kind of retcon because there are mutants who are older than him. Like Apocalypse. Um, yes. Um, uh, so... Mm. I, I think it's it depends on on where you kind of read, and then I think some of the stuff going on at the moment is kind of linking mutants to the deviant gene, mm. um, which we we saw in Eternals. So um, yeah, there's about fifteen different ways of the first mutant, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, nice in regards to it. it's a nice way of normalising mutants, I think, sort of bringing it through Namor. So Namor's not coming in as an X-Man, he's coming in as playing Namor. But also, yes. hey, there's mutants in the world. 
yeah, uh, King of of Atlantis or um, uh, uh, is it Tilokan, the 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 mysterious city of of Mayan culture, which which got lost and was referenced in Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, so are, are we going with it's just different names for the same sunken city? Different. I yeah. So I, I think it's kind of a a variation of. Um, but I mean, that's that's we saw the the fall of Tilakan in, in in Eternals with Drew taking his group out into the the rainforest to to hide and and that kind of mm-hmm. being the split of the Eternals in wishing they could do more. So it's it's kind of whether they spring out from that, I guess. God, it's a struggle to remember Eternals, honestly. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. Wasn't it? It was it was slow, but it was it was okay ish. You know I I can't even remember genuinely. It feels like so long ago. It was I it was I mean it was still it still feels one of those weird ones that's slow but feels rushed. Mm. In the sense of, you know, it was kind of a lot of world building and a lot of kind of working through and you know, if you gave me that as six hours in a series, I feel yeah. I would have preferred it than a yeah. two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it felt more like a Disney Plus show. Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, it, it, it all felt. You know, uh, they have a relationship. Do they trust us? Okay. Um, so yes, it was. It, it it's a bit strange. I think. Um. But uh, yeah, it, it will be interesting to kind of see how it. it I mean, it, it, there's there's not been any kind of buzz of the Eternals or any of that story after it all kind of no. fell away. Poor Star Lord, not Star Lord, Star Fox. Mm. I mean, I, I assume you don't sign Harry Styles up for these things and then not do something with him. Mm. But yeah, it all just seemed to, to stall and, and drift off into the blackest night. <laughs> really? <laughs> and another thing that seems to be coming I out of the blackest a night. of the fan base who skip through the whole actual talking segment and just listen in for all the, um, the J transitions. We should just do like an edited, like a super cut of just J transitions. <laughs> You God, you could have a quiz. It's just a transition, and people have to guess what it started as and what it's ending as. You know, that's not a bad shout. Hundredth episode coming up, guys. I was going to say if we had some kind of like you know tent pole episodes that are coming up that we could do things like that with. Mm. God. Um. So there's there's a little bit of news around the HBO Max Green Lantern series that has been work in work since in the work since 2019 this is one that's being um you know produced by a bad robot was one of the first ones that they came in and pitched for HO max and the news is that there still isn't a firm start date um so this has come from um jeremy irvin who is uh one of the two people we know as cast 
Jeremy Irvin is cast as Alan Scott with Finn Whitrock as, as being cast as Guy Gardner. Um, and uh, when asked about it, he said, um, I haven't heard anything yet. As far as I know, there's not a firm start date, but they offered me the role. They did When they offered me the role, they did say it was going to be two to three months to make the outfit. Uh, and now they're going to have fit my, fit my paunch into it. Um, it's a series that's expected to be set across multiple points in time, uh, hence the Guy Gardner Green Lantern um, and uh, the Alan Scott Green Lantern. Yeah, um, cool. uh, Tobias Menzies is rumoured to be portraying Sinestro, um, and we're expecting Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz and Kilowog uh, all to be uh, within the series, as well as a newly created character called Brie Jata. Um, Graham Smith, who is one of the executive producers um, uh, and showrunners, uh, said, yeah, the show is gigantic. It's taken quite a bit of time to get to this point, and it's big, big undertaking. It's going really well, and all I can say is it's going to going really well and going to be Green Lanterns in it, and it's going to be on HBO Max. Um, T, as our futurist... What's the over-under over of this happening? Uh, yeah. So HBO Max has, um, you know, huge budgets. If anyone's going to do it, HBO Max makes sense. So I'm thinking of it less as a superhero show, maybe, and more as a, you know, a big sort of sci-fi kind of, you know, epic. That sort would work really well, especially if you're going to throw in loads and loads of Green Lanterns. Um, it's obviously Earth-based because those are the Green Lantern names that you're throwing around with Jesse Cruz and Simon Baz and fucking stuff. Um, yeah, um, so it sounds like if it happens, it will be kind of a fun, big, budgety uh, thing, uh, which HBO Max does very well. Um, the computer but, animated suits? Yeah, hmm. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's just, is there... I don't know, is there still a drive for this? Is there still a hunger for this? You know, the Snyderverse has thankfully imploded in on itself. There's no you Justice that. League at the Oh yeah, is there news? No, no, I'm sure I'm sure there might be a Snyderverse, you know, in the future. There's definitely a demand for it. I mean, okay. Um but yeah, I don't, I, so so my thing is, you know, I, I'm not sure what the appeal of investing in a in an expensive Green Lantern show is right now. I know IP is everything. This doesn't feel like the most obviously lucrative IP to go to today. I mean, maybe not, but it's it's an incredibly wide and untapped um, area. You know, we've seen yeah. the, the Ryan Reynolds version, but outside of that, um, and in a world where um, Moon Knight has had a series that two thirds of us have watched. Um, <laughs> you know, Green Lanterns. You know, if you can take a character like out into various kind of variants and multiverses and all the rest of it, then you know, there's a, there's a story to tell with the Green yeah, Lantern core. I think the strength of you know things like Loki and uh, uh, Moonlight is because the MCO, MCU is still growing so MCO <laughs> MCU is still MC going so very strong. MCU. <laughs> <laughs> MCU later, um, 
but yeah, so that, that that's kind of what I mean. Uh, the superhero genre in general sort of makes sense to want to do this. It's just it doesn't feel like. Uh, well, I don't know. It doesn't seem a sure bet uh, with with Green Lantern. Having said that, you know, uh, Invincible did fucking gangbusters, didn't it? And um, there's going to be more. And Invincible moves into wider space, more Green Lantern-y, uh, space cop type stuff over time. Um, so actually, maybe they're hedging their bets, knowing that that's what's coming, and there's going to be a wider interest in it as well. I hope it happens. I think if it happens, it'll be really good. I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen. B, how did you feel about the Green Lantern movie? I it's really, a great film. I really enjoyed it. It is fun. <laughs> it is fun. I mean, what else? I don't know how. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. You know, when you go to a, 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 a you know, a cinema or movie theatre, whatever you want to call it, you want to be entertained. I was entertained. It's um, it 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 tries some stuff, doesn't it? Um, uh, so with with your love of of Green Lantern, the film, how are you feeling about the opportunity of Green Lantern, the series? I absolutely agree. It's a untapped um, area. Um, it's it's definitely got you know. I'll be honest. I'm I'm not a, a massive Green Lantern fan. Um, how but big is this bowl of cereal? I know I'm. I'm a bit distracted. Shit! I thought I, sw- I switched screens. I thought you couldn't hear me. No, no, we could. We could hear. Yeah. Holy shit! I, I thought I switched screens. That always cuts off when I switch screens. You've been eating cereal for about an hour now. I wonder how big this bowl is. It's huge. I can't tell what the whole fucking time you've been hearing me too. Yes. Yeah. Apart from when you were speaking, you, you you were very good and didn't speak with your mouthful. I fucking switched screens, which mutes us every bloody hell. What an episode this is going to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was very happily fucking chewing away, assuming you can't hear we me. We know. Because <laughs> every time I fucking switch screens, you can't hear me. And we get into the usual position. Fuck. What a joke. Thanks for telling me half an hour into the fucking show. I assumed you were going to finish. You were finishing the bowl as we started. Exactly. I had finished the bowl. I'm eating something else now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Tea Eats. <laughs> I just thought I was on mute. I can't believe this. <laughs> When did when did Anchor fucking change this thing? <laughs> well, it wasn't in the pre-show because that was we we dropped you out of you switching screens before. So this is so crazy. <laughs> oh my so, god! So B Green Lantern, talk about it. Jesus, what? is that what we're talking about? Okay. I'm really sorry to the listeners that I've been fucking chewing for the last half an hour, and you had to put up with this bullshit. <laughs> I'm just. Now. I'm glad I'm, I made the, the the random joke at the beginning because at least they, they, everyone's got the reference. God's now. sake! How ridiculous! And I'm just shocked at this. That was that, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Watched. Ninety nine, baby, ninety nine. 
we'd like to invite you for dinner. <laughs> oh, no, no, genuinely, I'm very sorry, listeners. That is so disrespectful. I just assumed I was on mute. <laughs> oh, Christ. Why so, do you even listen to this shit? <laughs> Find something better to do. Don't waste your time on this. Oh. If I wanted to see a man eat an orange, I would have gone to the orange eating class. <laughs> Guess what, bitches? It's both. <laughs> so, switching from orange to green, green lands and beef. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was very good. Very good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know what I was saying. But yes, the professional, oh, please save us. <laughs> professional, I sing on podcasts. That's not <laughs> professional at all. Uh, um, Only when you're not brat, brat, bratting. <laughs> I'm down with the kids, that's why. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, so, so let me put it this way then. Let me try and start a different conversation here. So, I mean, we know that in essence, Green Lantern is a, a space cop kind of element. So they're, they're, the, the, the space police is the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Given where we are with, um, with, with, the move away from what what seems to be the move away from police shows based on uh, what's happened in America and, you know, following George Floyd and things like that. You know, we've got Brooklyn Nine-Nine who are making conscious efforts to speak out about the police behaviours and finishing. We've seen the GCPD show that was meant to be coming out of the Batman um, very quickly turn into an Arkham Asylum security guard show rather than GCPD. So there's obviously a move away from police style elements at the moment. Does that make Green Lantern problematic? I... You mean in in terms of of finding its category, its, its own segment? Um, you so what you'd probably run this if this was three, four, five years ago, then you'd probably mm-hmm. run this as a you, you kind of reference it as as space cops with magic rings, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that in the same way. I don't think. So does that become difficult to find their kind of? elevator pitch of what the Green Lantern core is if you don't want it to just be perceived by some elements of the media, some elements of the population as um, uh, power mad fascists in green rather than You see I uh, I find it hard, I mean I'm, I'm not familiar with Green Lantern that that much to be honest um having watched the movie i i thought it was very much you know 
DC's take on on Deadpool or the other way around. I don't know. Um, and that's what I'd perceive Green Lantern to be, a wisecracking dude in a green suit with a magic ring. Mm. And that's possibly the way they should go because, I mean, DC haven't got that sort of, you know, element of, of you know, breaking a third wall kind of thing. And this could be their way in. So I think the only time Green Lantern has been a wisecracking dude with a magic ring is that particular Ryan Reynolds movie, because when he cast Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> he's never really done that. Uh, even Hal Jordan's not particularly witty or funny, is he? Uh, it depends on your interpretation of. So in the in the animated films, you know, again, if you if you if you have someone voiced by Nathan Fillion, then they're not quite the yeah. the, the 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 straight guy in the conversation, are they? Um, mm. And Guy Gardner was was more of kind of a, a, a fuck up than a wisecracker. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, is that kind of do you do you double into the um the the Ryan Reynolds esque version of how Yeah, I I would move away from that. Um so I, I know B you've you enjoyed the film, but I think you know commercially, physically it was pretty bad. So I can't imagine them wanting to kind of go more into that kind of space. I uh it's a really valid point about, you know, can you still do space cops? Uh, 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 do you just want to shy away from that concept entirely or is it because it's space and it's aliens and it's something very very different um, it should be uh, is it alright especially because you know actually these particular space cops um, are their own authority you know it's the Owens have decided that we will you know patrol each se- sector of space we've not been uh, no n- no one's agreed to this the rest of the universe hasn't agreed to it we've just decided this is what we're doing Um so yeah, there's, there's interesting things to think about with, with, with all of that, um, and, and and maybe there's a really sort of a good thing that could be explored from our Earth Green Lanterns. So getting recruited into this thing where you think, oh wow, I'm a superhero now, that's what I am, and more and more you realise, no, I'm, I'm a cop from an authority that really should have no uh, uh, no authority, you know, has defined their own jurisdiction over this kind of uh, these planets, these these societies. I want to change that. That'd be a really interesting story. But that's moving back into space, and I wonder if, um, I guess HBO could do it. I was I was I was going to say it's it's cheaper to be on Earth, but HBO have crazy budgets. It's true. They do. Um, you know, if they want to drop a million per episode, they're more than capable of. Um, and are on other shows, so so you know maybe and and you know things like Watchmen weren't cheap. Yeah. Mm. No. And that was so done. It was mm-hmm. absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um. So we shall see. We shall see if if this comes through. I, I I'm I'm hoping that they they can do something out of this, but. Um, it seems to have kind of got stuck 
um, in a little bit of purgatory um, for the time being. Um, and we don't know whether it will go through. However, we do know some that aren't going through. Um, DC Comics inspired films um, have had a little bit of a cull from Warner Brothers uh, recently. Um, two projects that were in development have been um, cut uh, from, uh, uh, from development. Uh, one is um, Eva DuVernay's um, treatment of the new gods. Um, okay. And the other, and I'm, I'm hoping you're both sitting down for this, um, the Aquaman spin-off The Trench. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> has been has been shelved. Um, That's the best. Bit. That's not Aquaman two. Um, no, 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 no. But it was the best bit in Aquaman one. Oh, I see. Sorry, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a stunning shot. I don't know quite if there's a film in it. Um. Uh, but um. You know, so James Wan was was connected to it and was, depending on reports you read, either um, uh, taking a monster horror movie driven approach to the deep sea monsters that we saw in the first Aquaman, uh, or it was going to be, in essence, a Black Manta film um, uh, with kind of the trench being the 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 area for him to kind of expand out, but he would have been the uh, main character of this film. So it would have been like, almost like a Black Manta spin-off film, um, which well, I probably have more interest in a Black Manta spin-off film than, than yeah, The Trench. Um, but yeah, New Gods is an interesting one. So, you know, a little bit cooled after the use Good of Darkseid. I think it's been cooled after the use of Darkseid in... in Justice League um, okay. uh, because the, the report suggests that there is a di- desire to have a space between um, the, the Snyderverse and any future appearances. Anything um, ever again. <laughs> so um, all the, I, I think Ava Devinay's take on it could have been quite interesting. <clears throat> um and whether we would have seen kind of the Jack Kirby craziness mm. for it. Um, that, that, that's why I was thinking maybe Eternals killed it. Because I was thinking, you know, Eternals is the high concept Marvel show and it didn't work, the Marvel comic. And that's sort of what New Gods is, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, either of those ones that you're, you're, you're sad are, are looking as if they're not likely to come through or... Um, yeah, I would have loved a new gods to be more of a thing, um, because it is just weird and wacky and strange, and um, you know, I guess it, it it feels a nice place for superhero movies to now be transitioning into, you know, because it's we're moving away from the you know the, the traditional ones we started with, and you've got all the kind of deconstructed ones, and you've got all the Daredevils, and you've got the evil versions, and you've got uh, all the shows now. So it's you know going a bit kind of High concept would have been cool with new gods, I think, um, and especially with the resources that you have now with the kind of law building. Um, so 
you'd watch the film and then you'd probably read the wiki and you'd get all this information and you'd get all this kind of um, people building it themselves behind behind the scenes, uh, which I guess, yeah, that, that's a real shame. The Trench, um, yeah, I think it would have been cool. Um, I'm not particularly sad to see it go. Uh, I think it would have been fine, basically. But, you know, Aquaman made all the money, so and I still don't understand why that happened. It's called Amber, Amber Heard. Yes, it's uh, um, Amber Heard it, effect. It's it's all to do with the, the chemistry between the two. Um, <laughs> B, what about you? Are, are there either of those that you're you're into or missing, or are you okay with both of those making space for for other things? No, perfectly happy for them to make way. And we haven't checked in, I don't think, after after the, the shocking news that Legends of Tomorrow has been cancelled. How are you dealing with such letdown? Yeah, I've, I've had a uh, street party and intend to <laughs> uh, celebrate for the rest of the year. Did so you, you know, call that extra bank holiday, beat? Was that you? It, yes, it was. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. So, you know, the, the, the good news about Legends of Tomorrow being cancelled... It's a finite series now, which makes it bingeable. Uh, are you going to watch it all? Yeah, no. No. It's just ridiculously silly, and there's no room in my life for ridiculously silly. There's already <laughs> stuff happened, which is ridiculously silly in my life already. So, no thank you. I mean, you know, outside of us, what's ridiculously silly in your life? Well, or are we your quota? Well, you know who I work for. <laughs> the good listeners of Geeking In. That's right. And the, the people who, who sign up to your OnlyFans, obviously. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting. It's going to be... Um, Fun to see what comes through um, and, and see if either of those kind of find life somewhere else. Um, it, this is a good segue into, although badly done, into talking about a film that did come out that possibly shouldn't have come out. B, you watched Morbius. Hang on, let's rewind. What did you say? A good film that shouldn't have come out. Why should it not have come out? Yes. Uh, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Um, the, the the critical reception, basically. Well, you know, this is a good example of you should never listen to what critics say because until you've set eyes on a movie yourself, then critique it. Um, you watched it quite late, didn't you, B? I, I I did, to be honest, and I regret watching it quite late because to be honest i was influenced by the reviews that jay's just referenced and to be honest it's a great fun movie and so talk us through what 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 did you enjoy about it uh, did you finally get it to see it in the cinema or you know now that it's finding its way onto to to streaming platforms it, yeah it was yeah i watched it on stream um and um i enjoyed it you know, and I regret not watching it in the um, cinema. Um, and uh, just, you know, for context, you know, was this a weekend? 
in the evening? How many days had you gone without sleep before watching it? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was a perfectly normal day. Uh, I was of sound mind and body when I watched <laughs> it. And um, yeah, it, 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 do not knock it. it it's, it's a good movie. Uh, and I'm convinced you will enjoy it when you get round to seeing it. And I know you'll say when hell freezes over. And I think hell might freeze over soon because you should watch it. Um, where does it rank against the two Venom films? Um, I think on a par. No, 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 no. None of this whole kind of they're all equally one. <laughs> they're all equally as good as each other. Um, no, nope, I want a one, a yeah, two, I, and a three. I agree with that. With that thing, watch them. Um, <laughs> only because it's fresh, freshly watched, I would rank, I'd rank it number one. So you're ranking it higher than Venom and Let There Be Carnage? Yep. And what are you ranking number three out of Venom and Let There Be Carnage? Uh, Let There Be Carnage. Oh. It's a good movie. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. It's, it's so. It's why do you think? Actors. Why do you think critically it got so panned? <clears throat> Honestly, I'm the wrong person to ask because I enjoyed it. Um, no, that's why you're the right person to ask because I, I enjoyed. Where it where am I going to find another person who enjoyed I, it to ask that question to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's 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 eminently fair, but <laughs> I, look, it's it's got a, a fun storyline. The special effects are, are on point. Um, there's lots of tie-ins, um, so I, I enjoyed it. I honestly, I honestly enjoyed it. And and how did you feel about the post credit scene? I think enough time has passed where you can just say what it is, being it's fine. Well, yeah, there's a vulture. I mean, if if you'd like to explain it, there's there's a vulture appearance. Um, obviously, um, a hang up of. Um, of you know uh, Doctor Strange um, uh, doing the spell to to kind of um, keep Peter um, Peter Parker's identity secret, um, Vulture appears in this universe, um, and he kind of the the post post credit scene um, he he kind of suggests to. Um, Morbius that they should join forces to do some good in this world. Okay, so you, you're 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 counting down the days until Morbius two. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll watch it. I'll be more eager to watch it when it comes out. Morbius and Amazing out? Friends. <laughs> Morbius and his more amazing friends. Yes, I. It's it's a good movie. Look, trust me. Go and watch it, and then if it's shite, 
then it's shy. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, <laughs> you gotta give me something more than that. <laughs> it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> I already know that. No, you don't. You don't. That's the whole point. <laughs> I, do. I do know that in this movie. Been reading shit, reviews shit. and listening to what other people are saying. I, I, I really haven't actually. <laughs> And um, this is your recommendation of the week, if I'm correct. It, it is, most definitely, sir. I thoroughly recommend the listeners to go out and not to listen to you and T and <laughs> all the other shitbags. I recommend that in general. You should. <laughs> you I've should. seen our lumbers. They've already taken that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> This week's eating episode is not going to help. Welcome to eating in. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe that. If you can't can't afford food yourself, just listen to (laughs) TV. Um. uh, So there's the recommendation, or your money back from B. Um. uh, T, what about you? What are you recommending this week? I will recommend Kingdom Come. This Yay. week. <laughs> Success. Can we have some clapping there? A can clapping. <laughs> uh, tell us about Kingdom Come. <laughs> um Kingdom Come in a way, I think, is a little bit Superman's um Dark Knight return. Um is that fair? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think so that's it's, good. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful, like Alex Ross art with Mark Wade, who, um, so Alex Ross does the big painted things and, you know, I mostly know it in covers, I suppose, so, and, and, and for mm-hmm. the Kingdom Come. Um, so it's got a beautifully painted story. Um, uh, uh, and with Mark Wade, who, bless him, was basically brought along to somehow string it all together um, with Alex Ross saying things like, I want this character in it, make a thing for this, I want to paint this character add them in and he's somehow strung together really really amazing story so it's set in the future um uh essentially uh uh uh, superman has retired um and there's an incident which sort of needs to bring him out of retirement um and it sort of picks up what's happened to all the heroes in these different areas what's happened to batman and gotham what's happened to wonder woman how they've all kind of gone their separate paths um it's uh it's got a big um uh, sort of religious undertone. It's not quite. Um, uh, it's not like sort of Bible babble, but it's more specifically kind of tones there of, of you know Superman and things like that. It's it's a very classic story, um, and it's just painted so beautifully and it's so well told. Um, it, it's just one of those things that really sticks with you. Um, so you know, if you like things like Old Man Logan, and if you think like things like Dark Knight Returns, um, to be honest, you've probably read it already. Um, if you are able to. I would highly recommend trying to find some kind of like absolute edition of it. I'm very lucky that I've got one of those. So it's kind of even larger, um, which is also my way of saying um, it's a great story. I would avoid if possible, you know, reading it on, um, you know, like a Kindle or something shrunk down because this is a comic, which is very much about the art as much as it is about the story. Absolutely. uh, and a lot of the story is told through very tiny things in the art. So you have the the Legion of Superheroes turn up, for example, and it's kind of blink and you miss it. 
um, you know, you you will miss it the first time you read it, and sort of going back again and again, and you'll see right these guys are painted in the corner there, and you know you can tell. For example, Steel, who um, isn't I guess well known anymore, but Steel at the time was well known as one of the four Supermen who took over after the death of Superman. Uh, you know, and he had a Superman inspired costume that was metal. Uh, that shifts to a uh, Batman-inspired costume because he kind of switches his allegiance to Batman in a way. Um, but there's no kind of story behind it. You just you can tell from the way the art is and the way it's all portrayed. So it's, it's kind of it's very layered and it's very interesting. It's something they try to touch on a few more times. Um, they do it whenever there's a kind of multiversal thing going on. It's never really happened very well. Kingdom Come was followed up by. Uh, a sequel written by Mark Wade, but not painted by uh, Alex Ross again and again. That did really fall. It kind of fell flat. Um, so I, I very much say get this book, enjoy this book, and pretty much only this book. Don't then try and find other bits of it. It's just fantastic. It's beautiful. You will enjoy it definitely. An excellent recommendation. It is. It is art. Um, it really is. Um, I am going to recommend uh, another podcast for you to listen to. Now that you've finished listening to this one, um, you can keep Spotify open and you can listen to their exclusive series, Batman Unburied. Um, it's dropping two episodes a week currently. So episode seven and eight just uh, landed. Um, and it follows um, uh, an experience in Gotham where there is a new serial killer on the loose called um, and working to try and solve this and to try and find the person behind is uh, Dr. Bruce Wayne, a forensic pathologist um, who um, is uh, following in his parents' footsteps of being a doctor um, and continues to ask them for advice um, uh, in his uh, work and studies. Um, just interesting batman story uh really well taken uh really excellent kind of production value um voice acting through winston duke as batman is um just absolutely so fantastic so um yeah it, it it it's just uh, jason isaacs as alfred is also fantastic um yeah just absolutely amazing um uh there are only half hour episodes um and and just yeah just kind of takes you along the ride um yeah i uh, i agree i've been listening to it i'm very early on in it but it is just so so damn good um it's one that you need to concentrate a little bit on but it's so amazing and, and it goes places it's a really interesting kind of um story so you kind of start off trying to work out where it is and then it takes you places so uh very well good, good one to listen to uh, and whilst you're there, you can obviously continue to rate and review and subscribe to Geeking In as well. Um, that's it for us this week. We will speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, so until then, uh, continue to look after yourselves and each other's, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Adios. Cheerio.